Welcome to another episode of the Bryce Side Podcast. So in MMA, the couple months, there have been three brutal leg breaks based on improper kicking. Two in the big stage and one in the regional circuit. Saw all three. And it goes back to what I've been saying. Elite striking is not mixed martial arts. Elite striking would be in glory kickboxing and... Muay Thai. Anyone who says that any elite strikers in MMA is just bolstering up MMA and selling you wolf tickets. If you want to watch elite strikers glory kickboxing and Muay Thai, preferably in one championship since they do it in a cage, there's no breaks for ropes. I think it's a little bit better in my personal opinion. Again, there are no leg kicks in Muay Thai. It's all body and head kicks and teeps to the stomach. There are some in Glory, but they set them up with punches and have the proper angling, whereas MMA fighters just throw it up there. And again, this is what's happening is One, when you throw a kick, you never throw at full power. Otherwise, you're going to get Chris Weidmaned. And you have to have accuracy to make sure you don't catch an elbow or a shin like Conor McGregor and crack just a tiny bit of your instep. And again, I understand mixed martial arts is a mix. You do not have all the time in the world to just focus on striking. You just have to be good enough to be better than the opponent you're facing. Or overall, what is your game plan as an MMA fighter? Are you gonna be striking heavy? Are you gonna be grappling heavy? Or just be a B minus student in the clinch, the ground, and striking. Either way, you're never gonna be that A++ student We have so many things to work on, whereas a kickboxer only has to work on kickboxing. A boxer only has to work on boxing. A wrestler only has to work on wrestling. An MMA fighter has to work everything. Which is why it's the most difficult to train. Because there's so many facets and nuances you want to be a striker, how many striking disciplines are there? If you want to be a grappler heavy fighter, how many grappling disciplines are there? It's just a huge headache and then you gotta also add in conditioning and nutrition and it's a bit of a grind. So again, high level elite striking, glory, Muay Thai but on the flip side those elite strikers who make the crossover to MMA don't do so well because MMA is just pure chaos 
with kickboxing and Muay Thai, there's a linear progression when you're fighting. In MMA, the striking can come from anywhere and it everywhere and some punches that look like they shouldn't work actually work because it's so opened in the striking possibilities so you have to be prepared for anything a rigid strictly striking based fighter from a who did five years of Muay Thai comes in the MMA will get taken down not be able to get back up or a wild overhand out in left field comes and knocks him out. Uh, Joe Schilling versus Melvin Manhu from Bellator a long, long time ago comes to memory. Or when Saki got knocked out in the UFC by I forget who and he's probably one of the best strikers at the time. So there's a little give and take there. You can't be too rigid and you can't be too chaotic. You gotta find that good balancing act. And also comes into play, segue into mentality for MMA. You can have all the tools in the world, but if you're not there mentally, you're gonna lose every time. Most recent fight, a good example of this, Uriah Hall versus uh, Strickland. Again, Uriah Hall is too much in his head. When he's on, he's on. And when he's not, he's really not. And Strickland is just a crazy motherfucker who just wants to hurt people. And if you're not ready for that, you're gonna lose every time. And you just saw the complete mental breakdown and collapse of Uriah Hall. Even though when he first started out, he was a legit killer, but then something happened to where I guess he doesn't wanna hurt people. And he kind of floundered and he's got too much in his head. Again, normal people do not fight MMA or going to combat sports period. You have to be a special kind of crazy. The training sucks. The grind of it all sucks. But the payoff is you get to beat the crap out of somebody for 15 to 25 minutes. And it makes it all worth it in the end, especially if you win. Because it's just a battle of wills. Whose will is greater? Theirs or yours? In this most recent case, Strickland just pretty much big-brothered Uriah Hall, which is sad because on paper Uriah Hall is the real deal, but he's just his mental game is pretty much pre-K. Doesn't know how to handle the pressure or what happens when somebody is actively trying to hurt you. Again, if you go into a fight with the mentality of I just want to go out there and win and do my job. And the other guy's saying, I'm going to go out there and put my hand through your fucking brain. That guy is probably going to win. Or the quiet guy who doesn't say anything like Khabib is going to win versus the loud mouth. He's trying to talk themselves up. 
is probably going to lose. I.e. McGregor Poirier 3 where McGregor went back to his loudmouth antics and Poirier just let him talk and didn't really say much because again he already beat him in the rematch and so he was confident going in knowing that he can beat him the first time he wasn't sure the second time he had the mental edge and he knew that he could beat him and McGregor again it's hard to get out of bed when you're living in a 300 million dollar yacht with silk sheets and you have half a billion dollars in the bank and you're accruing interest there's really not that much motivation left in you to train or the hell do anything else other than what you want to do. There's no need to fight anymore. He wants to fight, but he doesn't need to fight. Dustin Poirier at best is maybe worth a million, million five. He needs to fight to secure a legacy for his family and his daughter and his wife make sure they're set because you can blow through a million in a summer with a bad coke habit so he was in that game he was in the headspace to fuck McGregor up while McGregor was trying to talk himself up and make himself believe that he was who he once was to win that fight and the tragedy is, is that he's really not training for 16 weeks and you're gonna beat a guy who's been actively fighting and training while you're making commercials and promoting proper 12 you're probably gonna lose that fight again you never fight people from third world countries or fight poor people because they have everything to lose and everything to gain more is on the line for them and mentally They've been through the ringer, and they're just going to do everything in their power to fuck you up. Those are the worst people to fight. And they're also the best people to watch, because they've already faced adversity, so getting punched in the face isn't... It's just another Tuesday to them. And they have a lot more to prove, and they're not going to be hard. They're going to be very hard to put away. So the mentality of a fighter has to be... You're not going to stop me no matter what you do and if you can get that in your head you can go pretty far or if you're just a god-given natural athlete and have just like physical attributes to make you win you're gonna win like bob sap big strong but mentally weak you hit him once he doesn't like it he'll tap out but he's a multi-billionaire so there's also that Picks for UFC 265. Derek Lewis, Cyril Gaon for the interim heavyweight title. Only two fights on this card in my perspective that are worth talking about. The main event and Michael Chiesa versus Vicente Luque. And I'll start with the Chiesa-Vicente fight. 
two up-and-comers in the welterweight division. Kiesa coming off a nice win off of Neil Magny. And Luke getting that submission victory against a game Tyron Woodley. This has the potential to be fight of the night or performance of the night. Both are game. This will be a good test for each one of them. And you can actually see if Kiesa is the real deal in the welterweight division. Because other than his victory against Neil Magny, who's kind of hit or miss because of the mental side. He had wins against Carlos Condit, who has no ground game. And RDA, who is just an overbloated lightweight, who I think is fighting back at lightweight now. Because he cleared up things with USADA. And can properly weight cut. Vicente Luque has been on a nice win streak. His last loss was in 2019 to a game. Steven Wonderboy Tom Thompson. I think that's when he was fighting for the title against Woodley in Madison Square Garden. So, a lot of good wins. He's good on the ground. He has KO power. Haven't really seen any KO power from Kiesa, but he has a decent submission game when he's against someone who doesn't have a good ground game as him, i.e. Carlos Condit. But for my pick, I'm going to say that Vicente Luque should win this by unanimous decision or by possible submission. Going into the main event, Derek Lewis against Cyril Gaon, undefeated fighter against the guy who just knocks people out at any given time, which makes him dangerous through the entire fight. It's really going to go one of two ways. Knockout by Derek Lewis or a snooze fest slash striking clinic put on by Cyril Gaon and if anything the Volkanovski fight has taught us is that Derek Lewis can knock you out even with one second left on the clock Cyril Gaon hopefully is just going to keep him away with his jab and just touch touch go score points and just keep it moving because the moment he stands still he's probably going to get lights out if he tries to close the distance he might get caught and lights out on the flip side of this Derek Lewis has fixed his back issues his knee issues has lost weight I think he's walking around now around 240 so now we have a more athletic, mobile Derek Lewis who may actually press the action towards Cyril Gaon and who knows what might happen on paper and for betting purposes if you want to do the underdog Cyril Gaon is your choice pick but with Derek Lewis he's always that X factor who knows intellectually the smart money is on Cyril Gaon to win this fight, but with Derek Lewis being Derek Lewis, I'm just going to go with Derek Lewis by knockout. And those are my two picks for UFC 265. Vicente Luque by decision or submission. Derek Lewis by KO in any round.
The jiu-jitsu community as a whole is like everything else, just one big high school full of drama and politics and cliques. Luckily for me and my training of jiu-jitsu, I guess the good metaphor would be that we were homeschooled. We were outside of that high school political drama and only focused on training and getting better and not worrying about cliques and who likes who and where you can train and where you cannot train. Now, I'm getting to see where all that heads for people now training in jiu-jitsu and all the drama that ensues with it and it still harks back to all of my previous takes on this is that you the student slash customer are paying for a service that is it and because of that you can do whatever you want. If you're not getting the service that you like, take your business elsewhere. You, the student slash customer, do not have to put up with things you do not like in the gym because of some misguided loyalty or just not knowing and accepting well I guess that's just the culture of the business if you're paying a hefty fee and you're not getting anything out of it go somewhere else On the flip side, from the inspect, from the instructor's perspective, don't be a piece of shit. It's pretty simple. Be nice to everyone. Do not instill your viewpoints into your students. Make them flourish and find their own individuality. Do not make mindless drones. And again, if you do not like the environment that is growing in your academy, it is your fault. You set the tone for what behavior is allowed and not allowed. And then going back to the student, If your instructor gets mad that you don't do things for free, like covering a class, or opening the gym, or closing the gym, do not do any of those things because you are a paying customer. You are not staff. You do not work there. If you are still paying and they're pressuring you into doing those things, leave immediately 
if they're telling you that you have to do mandatory seminars in order to get striped or pay for a test along with paying for your belt and then paying the test taker to test you, leave. If you find that when you're rolling with people in your gym, including the instructor, there is hostile intent behind their actions, you need to leave. If you find that people are passively, aggressively shunning you or forming cliques that you're not involved in, leave the gym. I'm hearing too many stories of shitbag instructors mistreating students from all over the states and local and students not knowing what to do. I'm here to tell you right now, leave. Go find somewhere that is a actual positive training environment where you can get better. Quote of the Day, brought to you by Bravo Charlie. Lucky, an unintentional, condescending term used by those who are adverse to risk and work ethic, who prefer comfort today over reward tomorrow and fear the unknown. They say it every time those who are willing to take on the risk, put in the work, and live a perpetual discomfort reaches a visually measurable benchmark. Tell me I'm lucky one more damn time, and... I'll slap the taste out of your mouth. I am here because I am willing to risk everything I have, push myself far outside of my comfort zone, and work like my family's life depends on it to get here. And I haven't even begun to scratch the surface of what I'm here to do. So ends another episode of the Bryce Side Podcast. Like and subscribe. I'm available on all platforms. Thank you for listening. And again, send me all your messages. I will answer them. Until next time, you can always find me only on the Bryce Side. If you are finally tired of the high school dramedy in your jiu-jitsu gym and the constant gym bros coming in and out and the hidden fees and other cliquish bro-type behavior, feel free to check out Caveman HQ. Their website is www.thecavemanhq.com. Their Instagram, the caveman HQ, all one word, and their mission statement for jujitsu and for all members are we are an exclusive combat sports club seeking individuals who are motivated, mature, balanced, and responsible. We are looking for those who will positively contribute to our club's environment, 
Our objective is to create a playful training environment that values critical thinking, leadership skills, and rapid adaptation in a fast-paced environment along with good conversation. The club offers group jiu-jitsu classes and private lessons. Private lessons are available in gi jiu-jitsu, no gi jiu-jitsu, Thai boxing, MMA, and strength training injury prevention. Their membership is month to month, no contract, with a 30-day cancellation policy. No more getting locked in to an exorbitant amount for two years, three years, one year. Caveman HQ sounds like a pretty good deal. No drama, no contracts, easygoing environment.